one you might need to bring you some water. You might be the very one you done kicked out, mm -hmm. got rid of, cussed out. Looked down on. Yeah, exactly. Lied on. Got to be careful. Talked about. Yes, sir. Mistreated. Yes, misused. Sir. Exactly. Got to be careful how you treat people. <laughs> See, that's how we, and even Christians better be careful how we treat people. Exactly. Especially us. Right. Especially us. Because we're supposed to be the example. Set the example. Exactly. Show people the way. Exactly. He said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Uh-oh. Now, we haven't got to the conditions of hell yet. Right. But I want people to know that if they end up in hell, they will be conscious of things. They will remember things. Right. They will remember, if somebody watched one of these episodes and how we're pleading for people to come out and to give them and do Romans 10 and 9, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, make Jesus the Lord of your life and the Lord and Savior of your life. And they ignore this and they end up in here. They'll remember. They won't have an excuse. Right. They're going to act. See, when folk end up in hell, they're going to ask for something that they can't have. He's asking for something that no longer exists. Right. When you say hell is the place with the biggest prayer meeting going on. on. People praying now. Yeah. People pleading. Yeah. He, he's in hell and he wants what he had on earth, but he can't have it. He had mercy on earth. Right. He didn't show what he's asking for. It's true. He said, Father Abraham, give me or don't give me what I deserve. He's already got, I mean, he, he said, have mercy on me. Let me clean you up. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. So he's asking for something that he shouldn't even have. It's true. And look who he wants, as you just said, look who he wants to bring it to. The one he mistreated. The one he dogged down. The very people he ignored. Thank you. He, he's asking for them now. Right. Even, even with Abraham. You want help from the one you wouldn't help. Right. You right. want grace from the one you didn't show grace mm -hmm. to. You want something from the one you gave nothing. Right. That's how some people are. It's true. He said, hold up, I gotta back up. He said, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, yeah, I'm in the right place. Have mercy on me. Send Lazarus. Now here he is trying to tell Abraham what to do in his messed up state. He's still trying to get orders from hell. Now we're, we're in Abraham's bosom. That's what Lazarus said. So I'm pretty sure there are more people there. Other than Abraham. Other than, I mean, other, other than Lazarus, yeah. Now, why does he ask Lazarus in particular? And, and he said, and he seeth Abraham afar off and <laughs> Lazarus in his bosom. And maybe, Lord, and I'm just speculating. Right. Maybe 
That's the person the Lord allowed him to see. Mm -hmm. The one that he didn't help. Right. The one that he hurt. The one that he could have helped. The one that he didn't show love to. True. The one he didn't show kindness, compassion to. Mm -hmm. And I think the cause as a result of that is conscious is really tearing him up now. That's what I said. You're going to be conscious of stuff in here. Right. Because he could have called for Father Abraham to send anybody. Anybody else. Because they, they weren't the only two down there. But, but also, <laughs> rich folks, and we've talked about it, mm -hmm. money brings power. Right. So maybe he still think he got the power because since he was so rich and well off, you know, people did whatever he asked them to do or whatever he said for them to do. True. Not the case here in hell. But he's asking for mercy now. Mm -hmm. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Asking for mercy now when he didn't show mercy then. Right. Have mercy on me. You, Go ahead. You know, e even in what we're learning tonight, uh, I'm being also convicted myself right now. Gotta be. To make sure that I carefully inspect and evaluate my own self to make sure I'm not practicing those type of ways right now. And, and, and a stir like this would cause you to always be aware when these opportunities arise. How are you going to be? Are you going to show mercy where mercy is needed? Are you going to show love where love is needed? Are you going to show compassion when compassion is needed? Or are you just going to uh, look away and not do anything at all? You know, we have to ask ourselves those things because we're, we're seeing that somebody said what goes around comes around. And we call it reaping what you sow. So all of these things that he's talking about right now, uh, some of the things that we experience here on earth. And so we, we, we got to make sure that we don't fall in that category. You know, and, and a story like this uh, weighs so much on your conscience that it makes you aware that whenever a situation comes up where you got a choice to act in a godly way or not, that because of where he's at and what he's experiencing, hopefully it will make you choose the right versus not choosing the right choice. So we got a, a man here that still thinks it's about him. Mm -hmm. Got a fella here that again wants help from somebody that he wouldn't help. He said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Now, uh, hold up. Lazarus couldn't come over there. Right. Because of that goat. <laughs> Fix. So, he's, again, and folks like, well, well, what's the significance of that? Everything you ask for in hell, the answer is no. Right. Every, every petition you make, the answer is no. Lord, can I come out? No. Lord, forgive me. Lord, will you forgive me? No. 
every petition you cry, everything you ask for in hell, the answer is no. It's probably Abraham sin laughs that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Cool my tongue. Here it is right here. For I am tormented in this place. I want people to know. No, I've never been there. And I ain't trying to go there. But hell ain't where you want to go. It's true. I don't care what you what what's going on, hell is not where you want to go. Hell's not where you want to end up at. It's torn. He said, I'm tormented in this place. Flame, heat, hot. And part of the torment of hell is that you burn, but you never burn up. That's part of the torment. Torment, the word torment means severe physical or mental suffering. So watch this. He's, you will suffer physically and mentally once you inhale. It's true. And it says severe. Because like you said, the conscience is going to be running now. The mind is going to be running. All them times I didn't accept. All them times I told Jesus no. All them times he was leading, the spirit was leading me. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. All them times the preacher said, extended the invitation, and the Holy Spirit prodded you to get up and go give your life to Christ, and you just sat there. No. Ooh, Lord, how much that just hit me. Remember I just said every petition is no? Right. Now you get a no for your no. It's true. Now, now you get a no. You told Jesus all this time no. Now he just tells you that. No, I, I will not bring you up. No, I will not have mercy. He's he said, I'm tormented in this life. The Bible says it talks about hell being a place of outer darkness. And one of my pastors told me that. Well, my pastor, current pastor, told me that when it talks about outer darkness, it means that hell is so dark, the darkness is so thick that you can't see the fire, but you know the fire is burning. Right. There's going to be some crying in here. Yes, sir. There's going to be some, ooh, loves, some begging in here. Pleading, praying, petitioning, but all of it to no avail. Man. Trying not to get emotional right now, but like you said, people are going to end up here forever. Right. No rest, no relief, no relief. No rest, no release, no relief. 
Can you imagine? You know what it is to touch some hot that hurts. Yeah. But can you imagine burning and never burning? At least now you can touch something hot and move your hand back from it and get relief from that. But there's nowhere you can move to once you get there. Uh, somebody wrote something say, all who enter in hell uh, basically enter in with no hope of ever leaving that. That's true, because there is no hope of leaving. Hell is one way in, no way out. They actually put it like this, abandon, abandon all hope. Yeah, of getting out. Yeah. yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Now, another thing, if, if I knew just what we've discussed already about hell, that when the Bible says there's one way to keep from going there, <laughs> Don't you think I would like to have that insurance of not going? Of course. Why wouldn't I go ahead and, and, and sign up for that insurance to keep me from going to a place like that? You know, he, he tells us what to do in order to keep from going. Why, why do I want to keep playing with that and, and uh, not accepting this gift that's going to keep me from winding up there. Not letting that be my destination. Why, why do we take chances? And, and I said earlier, why do we gamble with something that's that important? And, and the thing is, that's a gamble that really you have no control over if you don't accept Christ. If you don't accept Christ, you're sure to lose. I don't care how much you gamble. I don't care what hand you play. You sure to lose. It's been set up like that. That there's no way of getting around it. If you don't accept Christ as Lord and Savior. And, 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 and people have to understand this thing is more deeper than what we're talking about tonight. Uh, there's a lot that came into play with all of this. Every, ever since back in the book of... Uh, of Genesis, with Adam and Eve sinning for the first time, and 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 everybody being born with the sinful nature, everybody being born spiritually dead. You know, when they understand why you need to be born again, you know, you you'll, you'll see uh, that God has made a way for us to escape this awful place called hell. He's made a way for us to escape it. You know, and so what he's saying. Oh, I've already taken care of that. You ain't got to worry about going to hell if you just do this right here. If you choose this, you choose life. If you choose this, you choose death. And you choose hell. So since I've already made a way for you to escape that, and about even talked about it, you know, about us if we neglect oh greater salvation, man. You know, what what's what else is it? Well, hell is, is what's waiting for us. And so, it's that, either or. Exactly, it's, it's either or. But they don't understand, within that choice that you make for heaven, look at what's promised to you versus 
what's promised to you in here. So I would rather take a chance. It's just me. And I'm going to use a phrase that me and you talk about and joke around with all the time that the world looks at in a ridiculous way now. And that phrase I'm going to use is that I'm going to use a little common sense right about now. Now they say common sense ain't common. And I say this, that all intelligence had to first begin with common sense and then every bit of intelligence was built on top of common sense. And that's where you got your intelligence from. But you had to have common sense as the foundation first in order to build on top of it. But now the foundation, you've got so intelligent now, the way you took the foundation and throw it away and said that common sense ain't, ain't common no more, so we don't need the foundation. And, and, and understand this, if you don't need the foundation no more, yeah. how long do you think everything else is going to stay? There you go. All that intelligence. What's the sure foundation? Exactly. Jesus Christ. You know I write poetry, right? Yep. <clears throat> and normally I don't put my poems out on Facebook. What's the name of that poem right there? Hell, don't do it. Can I read this? And I'm going to put a copy of this out there. I, I, I don't put it out there normally because somebody will steal my stuff right. before I, I get it done, get done with what I want to get done with. But I don't care if somebody steals this. Yeah. Because the Lord knows. The Lord knows who will. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Steal this, share this, do whatever you want to. But it's entitled the same thing as the lesson. Right. Hell, don't go there. Listen, <clears throat> and, and regardless of how bad of a picture we try to paint hell, mm -hmm. we can't do yeah. it. It says, hell, don't go there. There is a place I bid you that you do not go. A place of darkness and misery that's deep down below. A place of persecution. A place of utter torment. A place for the ungodly where all unbelievers are sent. To truly describe this place, I can't do it just. But to paint a horrible picture that really is a must. Not only is it hot, there's agony and pain. And all throughout this place, ultimate discomfort reigns. It's a place of outer darkness, a place where the worm never dies. If you end up in this place, throughout eternity, you'll forever cry. Hell is no joke. Hell is no fun. No fun. It's a place where people go who chose to reject God's Son. If you end up in here, yes, it's because you chose to reject God's Son. That's what the rich man did. He let his riches rule him. There are a lot of people right now that are so blinded by things, stuff. Again, social media can be used for good and it can be used for bad. It's true. But for a lot of people, social media just let them do what they want to do. It's just opened their door for them to be who they want to be. You can say what you want to say. It don't have to be true. 
and you can make a living during social media now. That, that's a good thing. If you do it, however you do it, if you're doing it for the glory of God. But everything ain't done for God's glory. Right. But social media is going to send a lot of people to hell. Oh, I agree. I agree. Social media going to hurt a lot of people. Social media is going to destroy a lot of people. And one thing, and thank you, Lord, and we're going to have to fix a segment somewhere in this series. Our children, a lot of them are on their way to hell. It's true. Because parents don't talk to their children about Christ because some parents don't know about Christ themselves. It's true. There's a difference in knowing someone and knowing of someone. There's a lot of people that's going to end up in hell just because they choose to go to hell. And it's, it's sad, but it's true. If I should die and my soul be lost, nobody's fault but mine. The reason he's in hell, the rich man, the reason anybody's in hell right now is because they made the choice to reject God's son. They made the choice to disbelieve in who he is. Right. They made the choice to put other things, preeminence over him. Mm -hmm. What the Bible said in Matthew said, but seek ye first. Okay. He has to be first. Right. He said, I'm tormented in this flame. But like you said, Abraham said, all right. He said, watch it. He said, remember, oh Lord. That's going to hurt a lot of people. Because, see, not only will that individual be there suffering and going through this and screaming and yelling and doing all this, there will be a whole lot more people there. Yeah. So, not only do you have to deal with your torment, you're listening to and hearing the torment from other people. And the Bible says that. Narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal. But broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. True. Proverbs tells us there's a way that seemeth right unto the man. Mm -hmm. But the way but those ways end in death. True. And it said it twice in Proverbs. It repeated that so there's a way that seemeth. Now a lot of people that think they're right by saying that hell is not real. News flash, breaking news from where from for such a time as this, kitchen table talk. Hell is real. Yes. Because Jesus just said, this man lifted up his eyes in hell. Mm -hmm. Abraham said, remember, Lord have mercy. Folks don't have to remember all the times. I don't want to hear that. I ain't going to church. Yeah. I ain't got time for that preaching. I have to remember all the times when they were pricked by the Spirit to pick up their Bible and read it and work. Kevin Hart, everybody loved him, comedian. Right. Kevin Hart said before he was famous and all that, said he got pine on his rent. <clears throat> said he went to his mama and said, Mama, the rent is due. Mama gave him the Bible and said, Kevin, open your Bible and read it. Kevin said, Mom, I, I, I ain't got time for this. I, I, my rent is due. 
He kept getting closer and closer to keep getting put out. You know, part Mama, I really do care to read your Bible. Mama, quit playing. My rent is due. I'm about to get put out. Now, you know how he talk. Right. Kevin, read your Bible. That's all she kept telling me. And then one day he went home and opened up his Bible. Mama had put several months of his rent in his Bible. <laughs> she was trying to tell him, a way is made for you through the Word. Right. All you got to do is open oh, up the yeah. Word. There's a way made for people to escape hell. Right. All I got to do is open up. Read the word. Read the word. And now they really see he saw a way made. Mm -hmm. Because it was physical right there. Right. When you open that Bible, and a lot of people have cell phones and have a Bible app on their phone. Because you know we don't take Bibles to church no yeah. more. Yeah. We just scroll over. But he saw a way was made. But once you open that Bible, there's a way already been made mm -hmm. for you to escape hell. And if you end up there, right. nobody's fault but yours. Abraham said, remember. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. He said, remember. Son, and he called him son again. Mm -hmm. Verse 25. But remember, son. He said, but, but Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest the good thing. And likewise, Lazarus, evil thing. What you say, the shoot, the tables have been turned now. Tables been turned. But watch it. Now, Lazarus was tormented on this side, mm -hmm. but he was comforted on, this on the other side. Exactly. You know, one thing I noticed about this too is that uh, a person's five senses are going to be present. Right there. When you want to war, taste. Taste. When smell. You want to smell. Yeah. When, they, when the, uh, Abraham told him about uh, remember. Remember. And he's seeing. Presently seeing everything like you said. He's here. And he's feeling. So your five senses are present at that place. He's conscious. He is. He is. And, and that's a torment to remember, as you said earlier, all the opportunities that you had to give that's, that's a torment with that's torment right there. That's the mental torment. Exactly. And you a whole lot of if I only if I wish. Yeah. I could have. Sure. Should have. A lot of water should have cooked. I got a poem that I wrote entitled Oh How I Wish. Mm -hmm. I didn't do something that I should have done. Right. And now it's everlasting too late. That's how hell gonna be. It's true. It's gonna be too late. Again, every petition equals no. Right. Every request equals no. Everything you want done equals no. I'm going to jump ahead just a little Go bit, ahead. but it's the next verse. Uh, it talks about them passing from one side to the other, you know, 
-hmm. And Abraham says that there's a great gulf there that's fixed. You have to look at that gulf. Yeah, it's fixed. From everything that we've learned tonight on that, not only is the gulf fixed, <laughs> but, his position but yeah, everything else is fixed too. Nothing changed. That's what I said. Every request is no. Right. Everything you want in hell is no. And the only thing you want while you in hell is relief, release. Right. That's what you want. But the answer is no. Forever. Forever. That's why it says abandon all hope. When you, when you enter into hell, if there's any hope there, he says abandon it. Because there is no hope. Yeah. And, and you're like, but Jesus is a compassionate God. Right. The compassion that ran out once you get to hell. Right. But he's full of grace. The grace is no more. Once but he's full of mercy. Mercy gone. You but he's not only full of compassion, he's full of passion too. Right. But you had your chance. But he's this loving God that won't send anybody there. So since he doesn't send anybody there, and I'm here now. He didn't send you. You rejected him. But why wouldn't he have compassion to come and get me out? And as it is appointed unto man, once to die. And see, somebody might even go back to the other Lazarus and the widow of Nain's son and Jairus' daughter where he gave him another chance right. he hadn't gone to Calvary yet. Right. <laughs> he hadn't done what he came to do yet. Right. Those were just acts that he did while he was here. True. And here's the thing. Once you get to hell, it's too late to believe in Jesus. Because, see, now you're asking him to do things that you believe he can do that he's not going to do. Right. So if you're going to ask him why you're in hell because you believe that he can do it, why was it that you had to go to hell to believe that he's able to do what he can do, what you want him to do, but you didn't believe he could do it while you were alive? Right. He could have done it then. Right. He could have stopped you from going. Mm -hmm. he, he tried to. You know what hell is in a sense? Hell is hard love. And sometimes they say you have to give your children hard love. I tried, so I had to step away. Right. I think it's the ultimate of hard the love. It is the ultimate. Yeah, that's the ultimate of hard love. That's the that's 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 yeah. That, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's it. Don't get no harder than that. Right. Don't get no harder. Because you chose to reject Jesus Christ. Right. He said, I am the way. Truth and life. Now that's ultimate right there. All right. I, and when he said, I am the way, right. it means that apparently there are supposedly other ways. Yeah, according to man. And, and according to Oprah Winfrey one time, it's on YouTube, she said that Christ was not the only way. Oh, not Oprah. Yeah, Oprah. No. I'm gonna leave well, everybody believe Oprah. Yeah, yeah. If Oprah said it must be true. Yeah, it ain't true. There are going to be a lot of people there. I think we both have this right here, if you don't mind. There will be a lot of people there that didn't have to go there. 
But because of choice, they chose to go there. My confession is, my profession, my confession, my cry is, I choose Jesus. He died for me. I'm trying to live for him. Say this right quick. You could. Why is it that we walk by sight and not by faith? Sight is surety. Faith means I got to believe what I can't see. Like I'm looking at your kitchen. I, I, I don't have to believe that's a dishwasher. I see that's a dishwasher. Right. I don't have to believe that's a microwave, refrigerator. Stuff. I see all that stuff. And see, what I have vision to see gives me confidence in what that particular thing is supposed to be able to accomplish mm -hmm. or to do. But when I can't see a way, I got to believe that Jesus yeah. is the way or he's going to make a way. Exactly. But actually, it's not that he will make a way. The way's already made. You just have to get from where you are to the point to where the way's made. Right. It's true. See, what I see gives me greater confidence, unfortunately, from the mind of the unbeliever. It's like a person that gets up and got to walk half a mile to the bus stop every morning. Some of them see a car in their driveway or in their parking lot. They ain't got a tip, but they just see it's going to happen. Right. Some people see, all they see is the walk to the bus station, to the bus stop. That, that's why. Because if I don't see it physically, I can't believe it exists. I can't believe it. And that's why. That's why people are with their dreams. Y'all walking around here going to a church shouting over a man y'all can't see. Praising somebody y'all don't know exists. Yeah, he lives. How you know he lives? He lives within my soul. Right. Because for every Christian that was out there doing their own thing, I was going to be one. Oh, yeah. To give up what we were doing, mm -hmm. something more powerful or somebody rather more powerful than us had to take that away from us. Right. That's not just something we were able to do on our own. It's true. That's why the flesh wants to still go back and do those things from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, the tendency is still there. Right. But that's why it is that people walk by sight instead of faith. Mm -hmm. Faith makes me believe in spite of how hard it is. Like there's somebody homeless right now mm -hmm. that's believing God gonna pull them out of that situation. There's somebody hungry right now that's believing God is going to touch somebody's heart to feed them. There's somebody in a hospital right now that the doctor said it don't look good. But somebody done stepped in the open in their secret closet. <laughs> And they didn't literally open the door. They just stepped to the side and, and did, you know, they doing like Hezekiah did. Hey, Lord, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's your boy again. 
Egg now, egg using one of them old eloquent, old thou great Jehovah. Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thou who spoke worlds into existence, thou who said, let there be, and they're like, God, it's me, I'm calling on you. Yes, sir. They're getting straight to the meat of the matter. Yeah. They said, you said, your words say. Right. Ask and it shall be given. <laughs> See, and ye shall find. Not, it's the Lord I'm asking. <laughs> Let your petition be made. No, I, I'm petitioning. I'm calling on you, God. But that's why there are people, and I don't want to get off of where we are, but that's why people believe because they see. Right. But there will be a whole lot of people that will finally believe hell is real once they see they're there. Yep. And, and, and that's, that, that's going to be the only time that they do believe right. is, is when it gets. We, we just happen to have people like that in the world today that uh, seeing is believe. Right. Uh, not believing and then seeing. Sad again, uh, you don't want to wait till you get there to believe it. I always believe, I always believe in insurance. I used to sell insurance as a uh, as an agent one time, and uh, it was always better to have insurance than not to have. Right. And out and, and and as it's like that with your car and your house and your health and you know, why wouldn't you want insurance, or should I say fire insurance, <laughs> from here if it's available? <laughs> Why would you choose insurance when it's available? And, and, and this is one of the biggest. Uh, we, we look at all of the the damage that could be done from not having insurance on your car and on your house, and and and, and uh, what it would cost you if you had to go to the hospital for a sickness or disease. You look at all of that, what it would cost you if you didn't have. It. But look at what it would cost you. With insurance. Yeah. So you you better off being insured. Yeah, better off being insured. So, so with that said, I want you to do this, and I'll do the same thing. I want you to, again, bow tie this thing. Give mm -hmm. your final statement. Okay. But I want you to look in Facebook Live and make a plea to somebody about the life they live in if they're not living for Jesus Christ. And one of the biggest reasons we want to do this is because we don't know when we're going to take our last breath. Right. We don't know when it's our last time. Now they're saying, they used to say this song, maybe my last time. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to make it real short. Go ahead. I'm going to use four words. Forward. And I want these four words to just linger on in their mind repeatedly over and over and over again. And those four words are this right here. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? When you weigh the cost and, and look at what you have to gain and what you have to lose, ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? 
talk about how you see the power of God when somebody dies. Because nobody with all their technology, with all their know-how can undo what God has done when it comes to death. Nobody. And even though sometimes they'll put people on the machine, if that person dead, They've already transitioned. For somebody that's going to listen to this, we pray that you'll change your life, that you'll get into this word, that you'll open up your heart for the Spirit of God to speak to you. And if he convicts you, don't fight the conviction. Allow him to work in you. Allow him to help you understand that the way you're headed are the ways of death and destruction. If you're going to be a follower, Lord have mercy, first time I think I ever said this, be a follower of Jesus Christ. It's true. If you, if you, you're going to follow somebody because there's only two ways. While everybody else is swimming downstream, you swim upstream. One day, you got to die, I got to die, he got to die. 
And when we leave here, when we close our eyes on this side, again, read it right here. It said, the beggar died and was carried away. The rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Immediate transition. Ask yourself this question, and this is one of the tools, and you know it, that I use when I witness. Sometimes I walk up to a group of guys or a couple of guys or a guy and say, well, woman, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? Some of them say, I'm going to heaven. Some of them pause. Some of them say, I don't know. The ones that say, I'm going to heaven, how do you know? And they say, most of them say everything but I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I've been saved. I've been born again. I go to church. I pray. I read the Bible. Good and noble things. But none of them will get you into heaven. Exactly. Again, exactly. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. <clears throat> and to you parents to have children, Get back in church <coughs> and get your children in church. Because James says something. James says, to him that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him it is a sin. So James says, when you know right from wrong, mm -hmm. you're held accountable. Fathers, really time for us to get saved and get in church so we can be the leaders that God wants us to be. Exactly. So I make this appeal to somebody that's not saved. Somebody that don't know Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins. You don't have to go to church to get saved. You can get saved right where you are. Romans 10 and 9. Forever always will be true. Here's the answer to Reverend Mason's question. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Again, ask yourself, what Reverend Leo Daniel Free, what in hell do you want? Pain and suffering? Don't you deal with enough of that now? True. Mental torment, mental anguish? Don't you deal with enough of that now from time to time? Look at what this pandemic did to everybody. And it's still doing to people. There is nothing or no one worth going to hell up. So no, it's not worth it. If I were you, I'd make Jesus my choice. You want to pray for someone as we close out? Could. We could. <clears throat> Father, as we close out,
this uh, podcast, Father. We ask that your Holy Spirit you begins to deal with the hearts and minds of people. Yes, sir. Uh, that he would draw in, Father. That no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws them, Father. Yes, Lord. And Father, we know when we when we look at that that verse, Father, in, in the Greek it means that no man comes to the Father except the Spirit actually drags them. And when he drags them, we're not talking about just kicking and screaming against their will. We're talking about God has this gentle way of, of dragging people or drawing them to himself, you know, through incidents, through accidents, through sicknesses, Lord, and through the issues and problems of life, Father, to, to where they finally get to the point to where they get down so low, they don't have no other choice but to look up. And when they look up, Jesus is standing there with outstretched arms, and he's telling them to come on in, because they're now at the place where he wanted them to be all the time, to where they will see him for who he is. And who he is to each and every one of us is a savior. Father, we don't realize that we need to be saved, Father, but I thank God, Lord, that you sent your son and you made himself available to us, Father, that we all need a savior and that savior is Jesus Christ. So we ask tonight, Lord, that your word that went out, it would disturb some people yes, Lord. who are comfortable right where they are right now. Lord, disturb them in a way, Father, to where they'll realize that if they don't accept your son as Lord and Savior, then they could die and be like the rich man where the word says that it was in hell that he lifted up his eyes. So, Father, we believe you're going to do great things through this podcast, Father, through your word that's been taught tonight. Lord. <clears throat> that somebody, Lord, will be touched in a way that it changes their life. And not only their life, but they use what they heard to go and witness to somebody and maybe their life will be changed. <coughs> so Father, we just thank you for what you're going to do. We believe that you are going to do that. And we ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, in name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us on tonight. Remember, is heaven or is hell? We're going to miss one, but we won't miss them both. Reverend John S. Mason, Reverend G. Lewis Tillman, until next week, be blessed. God bless you. We love you and thank you. Amen. Did you just finish button? Which one is it? Just a little finish button in the corner, bottom right corner.